Well, it's that time of the week again. It's time for Chit Chat Across the Pond. This is episode number 490 for June 9th, 2017. And I'm your host, Allison Sheridan. This week, our guest is Barb Bouchats, but it is not going to be a heavy lifting episode. This will be a Chit Chat Across the Pond light. Right, Bart? Yes, light in many senses of the word, actually. (laughs) Now, I think this subject is how to lose weight and get fit with no effort or work at all, right? (laughs) <laughs> oh, I wish. If if I had figured out how to do that, I would be a millionaire. I have not figured out how to do that. <laughs> but you have figured out how to get fit. Right. And basically, my thesis is that the, the, the only way to make a change in your life is to put in a lot of hard work and to have a lot of willpower. However, tech can help. Tech mm. can't do it for you, but it can help. And I'll take any help I can get. Thank you very much. Now, we did talk about this at one point, right? But you were you were yes. partway through your quest. Yeah, so last July. So basically, the reason this, this topic came to mind is you, you were sort of humming and hawing about maybe having a little bit of an extension on your homework for programming by stealth. <laughs> and pretty much an hour before then, an email had popped in from iTunes to say that my one-year pro subscription to MyFitnessPal was about to renew, which tells me it's a year since I got really serious about this. So obviously I used my fitness pal for a couple of weeks in the free mode and then I really committed. So approximately one year ish. Yeah. So that was a good time to to reflect, you know, so the, the, the last time we recorded, I checked the dates. It was July. So that basically would have been about two or three months in. So about three months in, I'd say. Okay. All right. So now, yeah, so, so now we're uh, have you have you lost track and lost your way in your uh, big slob now? No, thankfully not. So I, the, the, I'm not going to bury the lead here. So the the, the picture for the blog post over at Barkby.ie is the graph of my weight since the day I started using the MyFitnessPal app. So I think you'll see the trend is pretty positive. Okay. So for the blind members of the uh, of the crew who will be reading along, what what does it say here? Well, I think that the statistic I like, because it's the one that's unfortunately costing me quite a large amount of money at the moment, is that I used to wear a 38-inch waist on my trousers. And I'll be honest, there was a bit of a squeeze. <laughs> I'm now wearing a 32-inch waist, and I can stick three fingers in. Wow. That, that's got to be Which the one that feels the best, right? Oh, absolutely. But it does also mean that I'm spending a lot of money on new clothes. Yeah, especially on the way from 38 down to 32, there had to be some stopping points that you just couldn't keep wearing the other ones like a like a a barrel around you, right? I've basically been going through my old clothes because there was a time I was a 36 inch waist. So they got dug up and they got to be worn for a while and now they're useless again. And then I'm now actually wearing clothes from when I was in my early 20s. So some of them, they're actually fashionable again. (laughs) And also, I'm a hoarder. Why do I? What, what, how optimistic was I that I held on to shirts and T-shirts and stuff <laughs> that I haven't fit into in a decade or more? Well, but I held at, on to them and now I'm wearing them again. Looking at this graph, it was 31.6 kilograms, which is just under 70 pounds you lost. Right. So from 92 to 60. So that's, that's basically a third. Yeah. Or 34.4% if we're going to be specific about it. Well, recently, a listener, Helma, came to visit mm. you and she sent a picture of the two of you together. And I sent back the picture of you and I together at the exact same spot. And if somebody didn't know it was you in both photos, they would not have known it was you. I mean, it, that was an amazing difference. Uh, it was also, I didn't have a beard back then. So a little bit of it can go towards that. <laughs> <laughs> and that if there was a third less, Bart might have been part of it. <laughs> it. It continues to amaze me how it's 
possible that all of that weight was there, but it was. It was everywhere. Um, unfortunately, I've, I've had to take to wearing my engagement ring on a chain around my neck because it does oh. not fit on any of my fingers anymore. Oh, wow. Uh, now, it, it, it is real silver, so I might be able to get it shrunk. Oh, you, def- you definitely can. So um, before we jump into the tech part, I think you wanted to talk mm. some of the philosophy, right? Well, yeah, because like I say, the, the tech is right. The tech is useful, and the tech is definitely something that me being me, right? I used a lot of tech, and I obviously have basically been test driving it for a year. So why not talk about how it went? And this is a tech show, after all. There you go. But it is also, I, I think it is also. Last time we also got into some of the the philosophy of it, and there's there's two particular points here where I want to say I want to say one, you are right, and two, I agree with you completely. So I get that <laughs> you are right first. I like this show. <laughs> so the first point that you were 100% spot on, I didn't believe you initially, now I do, you have to measure. And you've said it many times in this show, you said it many times to me over the years, you have to measure because A, we humans are supremely good at deluding ourselves, and B, you cannot change what you do not understand. Yeah. So I, I think it's a few weeks ago you made the point that it's not, don't just measure your weight. That that will that will tell you extremely little. It will probably dishearten you, and that's probably all it will achieve because you will have no idea. Oh look, I'm getting fatter. <laughs> okay, why? How? What do I change? Unless you're measuring something else, unless you're measuring inputs, all you know is that things are bad, and that's really dispiriting and utterly unhelpful. Yep. So measure inputs and outputs. And in, in this case, the inputs are basically a little economics. Um, calories consumed minus calories exercised should give you a sane amount of calories, which is the amount of calories your body needs to live, um, depending on your age, your gender, and uh, your height and many other factors. That will be, I don't know what the range is. I know for me, it's 1900 a day. Um, but for other people, it will be, it could be as high as 12. 50 or 2,500 and maybe as low as 1,200, I don't know. I think the uh, analogy I gave to weighing yourself is like trying to get out of debt by looking at your credit card balance. Yes, <laughs> that's it exactly. And you got to do the rest of the economics and you got you got to measure the ins and the outs. And then, then, you, then you can make changes and then you can see where you're going wrong and then you can see what's going on. So you got to you got to do it diligently and, and you got to be honest. You can't fudge it. No fudging. Right. <laughs> facts. Cold hard facts. And sometimes the facts will make you feel a bit cranky and sometimes the facts will really inspire you. But just stick to the facts, because if you don't do that, you're, you're, you're just not going anywhere. And then the other thing I want to agree with, because at, at no point did I ever disagree with you on this, uh, but it's something I heard you say a few weeks ago on the show. And I just want to double down and say I agree 110 percent. You you can't treat your exercise as something that you just f- slot into the gaps. It has to take priority. You have to give it the same priority you give other important things in your life. You, it has to be a priority or it will not happen. Now, you were saying things like you're, you, you simply told your boss that you are not around at lunchtime because you are in the gym. And that was just that. Like, you, you have to do that, I think. Well, yeah. It was hard, but I just told every one of them. And you don't like it or that has a penalty on my, my raises and promotions. I'm willing to sacrifice that. Yeah, and the strange thing is, people don't hold it against you. Yeah, they really don't. I mean, there's people who have to leave early to pick up their kids from daycare. There's people who go outside to smoke, you know. This is what I'm choosing to do. 
Yeah, and it, it's strange because I I felt very self conscious about it at first. So like, I got to go home early for and now I just simply say, yeah, there's rain coming this evening. I, I have some flexi, and uh, unless there's a major emergency, I'm out of here now. I say, yeah, that's grand. See you tomorrow. <laughs> it's, it was a big deal in my head, but in reality, you're right. People know, you know, there are things in your life that you, you need to do, and exercise is one of them. And it, it's just become completely normal now. So. Particularly with the Irish weather, I have to work. I have to. I have to plan ahead, or it doesn't happen. And the other thing is, I I have learned about myself that I my periodicity is a day. I do not have weekly um, routines. I have daily routines, which means if I want to actually achieve a change in my life, it has to be a change in my daily routine. Oh, interesting. Because tomorrow never comes. <laughs> well, I think I did say uh, that I I, I didn't. Um, oh shoot, my my brain just flipped a flipped a bit. Well, you're there. saying getting to the gym three times a week is much more difficult than getting out that for a twenty it. minute walk every day. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. It got really, really easy when I started doing it every day, yeah. it, which I is counterintuitive. Exactly, yeah, I am exactly the same. Less every day. Instead of having this, for a start, you end up building it up in your head, right? Well, I'm going to the gym three times a week, so that's two hours I got to do at least. <laughs> and it becomes this massive epic thing. And then you will find any excuse. Oh, uh, oh, oh you're feeling I'll go tomorrow. I'll go tomorrow. And tomorrow never comes. So I found that it's you alter your daily routine and you alter it without discontinuity. No massive leaps. Small incremental changes all in the right direction and all to your daily schedule. So I started by taking an intentional detour to work and then a slightly bigger intentional detour to work and then a detour on the way home as well as on the way into work and then a bigger detour in both directions. Then eventually I just said, actually, I'm going to go home and change into more comfortable clothes and then do a cycle every evening before dinner, which became a longer cycle and a longer cycle. But at no point was there a discontinuity. The difference between my daily routine today and my daily routine, say, a year and a half ago is enormous. But there was never a jump because if there had been a jump, it would have lasted maybe a week, <laughs> maybe. Right. Wait, we all, all right, I, I just have two words, which is kind of three words. New Year's resolution. <laughs> right. They don't work. We all know they don't work. So small incremental changes that all go in the right direction. And then as it becomes a routine, like I, I just sort of thought about it. So what do I what did I used to do? Well, I used to set my alarm clock to go off as absolutely late as possible so that I would have 10 minutes to go from bed to the front door and that I would arrive into the office about five minutes before the very, very edge of our flexi time window. So we, <laughs> we basically have core hours. So I would arrive five minutes before core hours started. And I would basically get there with the least amount of effort. I would do as little as possible during the day. I would eat... An easy lunch, which was, I now not realize, quite calorie packed. I would do as little as possible during the afternoon, which would definitely involve some sort of snack. I would then get home by the shortest route, make the easiest possible dinner, which again involved a lot of calories, and then do as little as possible for the rest of the day. So that was <laughs> me two years ago, let's say, uh -huh. before the Apple Watch started to tweak me, and then I got more and more serious. So my current routine is, assuming the weather plays ball, cycle into work by a fairly substantial detour, so I've usually about a half an hour on the bike before I get into the office. Oh, okay. Then at lunchtime, I go for a 45-minute walk, 
And then I cycle home pretty directly, but then I go out on the bike for either an hour, maybe two hours, sometimes a little bit more if the weather's nice and it's actually pleasant instead of, you know, a chore. And then I go to bed. So I burn about 1,800 calories a day now. I have noticed that uh, your fooling around on the internet time has been sorely cramped by this behavior, though. So I can't just ping you any time of the day or the night and you're sitting in front well, of a computer. You can ping me and I will <laughs> see it on my watch. I just won't reply because I'm cycling. Uh, what, what has changed is that the amount of audiobooks I can listen to has massively increased. The amount of podcasts I can listen to has massively increased. Oh. And the amount of thinking time I have to help me, you know, digest the world has greatly increased to the point where I don't think I could survive without my me time now. It's, it, it really is quite useful. So yeah, there's been big changes. And if you were to, to, take, to take the old me and put me straight into the day me routine, I'd, I'd be destroyed. I keep it up for a day, maybe. I mean, it just, I, I would think it was impossible. I would think I could never be that person. So I've noticed that you don't get sick as often as you used to. So have I. I, don't, I don't know if that's coincidence or correlation. Yeah. Right. Because I used to avoid the rain as if I was made of sugar. <laughs> uh, whereas yesterday, it was like, well, I could turn home now and not reach my target calories. Or I could get wet for the last 20 minutes. I'll be home because I'm on my way home already. Fuck it. I'll keep going. And so I did my, I, I rounded it off to around 1,000. I think I overshot by 24 calories. And I was soaked. Like I, it, the heavens just opened. I was completely soaked. But it was fine. But as it fine. turns out, you're not made of sugar? Not made of sugar. Absolutely <laughs> fine. Yeah. So it's, but the difference is amazing. So small incremental changes. And the other big thing about measuring, in order to actually change your your life for real, you need to develop not a sixth sense, but an understanding of how different different foods and different exercises are. You got to have some sort of idea in your head about the quantities of these things. And actually, the other type thing you have to measure is portion sizes, because you know something, our modern Western society has. Oh, has it lied to us about what a normal portion size is? And things are bad here in Europe. But you know something? Where you live, it's even worse. <laughs> yeah, and but those portion sizes, do you know how much a, a, a serving of ice cream is? It's a quarter of a I cup. Do now. A now I know how much it is. Of a cup. <laughs> right. One of the best invent in, 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 in investments I made in this whole project, and it cost me less than £10 on Amazon, which you should go to through um, Alison's link over at podfeet.com for says Amazon, <laughs> is... A nice set of stainless steel measuring cups and measuring spoons. One cup, half cup, quarter cup of cups, and tablespoon, half tablespoon, teaspoon, half teaspoon, quarter teaspoon. And then you read, and it says, portion size, half a cup. Take your nice stainless steel half cup, and you measure it out. Now, you don't have to do that every day. You do that until you understand how big a half cup is. (laughs) And then you go, oh, so that is a serving of ice cream. Huh. (laughs) <laughs> I'll never guess that. <laughs> and you recalibrate your brain, right, to, to the point where you recognize this is a serving of peanuts. Yes, it is small because you know something? Peanuts are spectacularly dense in calories. Oh, Also they sure spectacularly are. dense in nutrients, right? So you're getting all the nutrients you need from that small portion of peanuts because they're just amazing little concentrated you know, really, really concentrated bowls of everything. You know, calories and healthy stuff like they're great but the portion size is tiny (laughs) 
but now I get it, right? Now, now I can look at something and say, well, actually, that's not a tablespoon. Oh, yeah, the other mistake I made is I assumed that the cutlery we use was in some way related to the measurement of a tablespoon. No, oh. it isn't. Oh, a that's interesting. A tablespoon is not a tablespoon. A teaspoon is not a teaspoon. Buy a measuring, buy a measuring spoons and you'll soon be shocked. <laughs> anyway, you have to measure these things so that you can begin to develop a sense of, well, this Mars bar, how long is that on the bike? <laughs> oh, I, oh, yeah. so, so food becomes time. Time food or distance. Food, yes. Food, so food becomes other foods and it becomes time and distance. So that Mars bar is four apples. Maybe I mm. prefer two apples and call it a day. Hmm. Interesting. Probably more full. The, the, yeah, the, actually, this is the single biggest thing I've discovered. The, the relationship between how many calories are in a thing and how satisfied you feel after it, how long it is till you get hungry again, no relationship whatsoever. Like absolutely no relationship. Something can have loads of calories and you and can make you feel full for three hours. Something can have no calories at all and make you feel full for three hours. And something can be absolutely crammed with calories and you'll feel hungry half an hour later. Like the two are not related to each other at all. So this notion of I'll eat till I'm not hungry and then I'll be fine. No, you won't. Because if you're eating all the wrong foods, you're just shoveling calories at yourself and you're never feeling full. I've so also I, I, learned that, that things that have liquid in them uh, make you more full. So eating grapes versus greeting, eating raisins. Yeah. Well, right, think of it. The raisin is tiny compared to the grape. It has exactly the same amount of sugar and exactly the same amount of nutrients. It's just in a smaller area. So if you eat the same volume of raisins as you do of grapes, well, you've just eaten a lot of grapes. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of sugar. Yeah. But so to put it, to, to sort of give you a concrete example, my typical lunch used to be a, a store-bought pre-made sandwich, a bag of what we call crisps, you call potato chips. Now, I need to stress this is a European-sized bag of potato chips, not one of these monstrosities that serve five people that you guys sell, right? It's, I think it's 40 grams. No, I think it's 20 <laughs> grams. Anyway, it, it's way, way smaller than what you guys eat. I have to, I I have to, or I choose to insert uh, right here. Father Roderick uh, is a podcaster. And the first time I listened to him, I thought, oh, I'm not going to be able to listen to this guy. He's too preachy because he started out with, he said, I want to tell you that you should never, ever, ever watch Harry Potter. It is a terrible, terrible set of movies. Because last night I sat down and watched three of them and I ate an entire family size bag of potato chips. <laughs> and he said, and I don't, I don't mean the individual size at all. The kind like a family of four should eat. <laughs> Brilliant. I'm a big fan of Father Roderick, actually. And you're right. Despite being technically a preacher, he does not preachy. No, no. So anyway, I would have my pre-packed, my pre-made store-bought sandwich and a bag of potato chips, crisps, whatever you want to call them. And I would be hungry again by three o'clock. So I would have a bar of chocolate. So what does that work out at? Well, I checked. So the two sandwiches I liked were turkey and uh, turkey and stuffing, which is 270 calories, which isn't too bad, actually. Or a club sandwich for 560. And the bag of potato chips, no matter what brand I buy, there are about 240 calories. And the chocolate bar is another 240 calories. So we're heading up, sort of, depending on which sandwich I go to, between seven and nine hundred calories for what is effectively lunch. So what does today bar count for? <laughs> okay, I know, right? How did I possibly get so big? <laughs> it's inexplicable. 
inexplicable. So what's today Bart lunch? Today Bart lunch is either a, a large salad, like, like a generous salad. It's like lots of lettuce in it because lettuce has nothing in it. Um, and or a large bowl of soup and some wholemeal crackers or bread. And actually the Swedish toast is amazing and it's only 50 calories each. So that actually comes to, if I take the Heinz branded, an entire tin of Heinz branded minestrone soup is 126 calories. Two Swedish toasts is 50 calories each. That's 226 calories. And the thing is, I'm not hungry at three o'clock. I'll probably have an apple anyway, just because it's three o'clock and we have a coffee break or whatever. So let's throw in the calories for the apple, including the apple. That comes to about the same as only the lesser of the two sandwiches. Wow. No chocolate bar, no bag of potato chips, just the equivalent of the sandwich. And I feel fuller. I feel less. I, I feel better. I feel like I've eaten properly and I have used a third the amount of calories. Hmm. So people keep saying to me, but you've lost all that weight. You must be hungry all the time. No, <laughs> the exact opposite. I was always hungry before because I ate high calorie foods that didn't fill me. So I used to be hungry. Now that I'm eating whole foods and lots of fruit and lots of vegetables and lots of stuff I make myself, I'm eating way less calories, but I feel way fuller. I don't Mm. feel hungry. I don't spend my time being hungry. I don't spend my time feeling like I'm denying myself. Now, I will admit initially I was, and the reason was because I tried to keep to the same diet I used to have, but I tried to replace everything with its diet equivalent. So I will not have a chocolate bar. I will have a diet chocolate bar. No, that, that's the wrong approach. Yeah. I now have, <laughs> I, I laugh at myself because I used to think there were three fruits, <laughs> apple, orange, and banana. They are the fruits. <laughs> I looked through my shopping lists for last week. In the last week, I have eaten, I got to find this in the show notes actually, because otherwise I will never, ever remember the list. So in the last week, what has been eaten in the Bouchot's household is... Kiwi, so it's still the three, right? Apples, oranges, bananas. Yeah, take that as a given. Kiwis, peaches, nectarines, regular plums, red plums, apricots, black cherries, blueberries, raspberries, and blackberries. Wow. I'm getting all kinds of that... accidents in there. So oh, how, every... how did measuring things and, and, and tech cause you to eat well, different vegetables? Measured, or right, so as I started to measure the amount of calories and things, I realized this concept of calorie density. And so my food shifted completely from calorie dense foods to foods that are not calorie dense and that means that pushes you without really wanting to that pushes you towards fruits and vegetables and healthy things Hmm. okay simply because they make you feel full and they're not super laden in calories so you can meet your calorie targets every day without being hungry and basically every time i found a food that let me get value for hunger, if you get what I mean. (laughs) I would mentally go, ah, must buy more of that. And without realizing it, my shopping list just very, very slowly slewed away from chocolate and chips and pastries and anything with white flour in it towards more wholemeal stuff, fruits, vegetables, fresh meat, fish, all those kind of things rather than processed foods. And it was just completely slowly and subtly. And I actually hadn't noticed it until I sat down to write these show notes and I looked at my daily food diary from my fitness pal from a year ago, and I looked at my daily food calendar from yesterday. They're very different. Oh, I, interesting. So even though you were you were on the right path. Yeah, it was slow, subtle. 
that's the point. So it, it fits into the bigger point. So measuring things nudged me to make lots of small, individual good decisions. No, don't have the chocolate bar. Have the apple and the banana. You can have the apple and the banana, by the way, and still have like you know about half the calories ish. And an apple and a banana is way nicer than a chocolate bar. Now, now tell me one thing: Are you insufferable at work with your friends and frown at them when they're when they're picking up their their chocolate bars? Well, no, because I still eat, right? There's nothing I used to eat that I don't eat. I just eat it in really different proportions. So it was a Friday afternoon. It was a long week in work. I brought, I brought in a packet of biscuits for us to share. I had three of them. But you earned them. Calories. But I earned them. And I didn't feel even slightly bad about it because I went for a walk at lunchtime and made those calories back and more. So I thoroughly enjoyed my biscuits because I had zero guilt. They <laughs> tasted better. Also, their special edition mint Oreos, they were really good. <laughs> I think I saw a, a phrase in, in, your, uh, in your notes where you said they're treats, but they really are treats now. Yes. Yeah. Zero guilt and they're not every day. So I enjoy them more because I eat less of them and because there is no guilt attached. They are completely guilt free. And it is amazing how like chocolate always tastes good, but guilt free chocolate. (laughs) That's the whole of the kettle of fish. (laughs) So that's basically it. By measuring, I develop the awareness to automatically fall into good habits. I didn't decide to start eating this way. It's a natural result of understanding what's in the foods. I think it's it's especially helpful for you to describe this to people because you were where everyone is, right? I, I remember oh. arguing with you about this one time and you said you didn't need to count calories. You just you were just going to eat less. And I said, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, we started talking about eggs. I said, OK, so how do you cook your eggs? You said, well, you know, I put some butter in the pan. And I said, no. He said, no, the butter oil. Do you? I don't don't cook with oil. I'm sorry. I don't cook with butter. I cook butter. Okay. Oil. And I, and you said it, it doesn't add any calories because the oil stays in the pan. And I said, why does it taste so good then? (laughs) Well, I could say the Maynard reaction. I'm not sure there's much of the oil. comes. Not much. I mean, not nearly as much as one puts in the pan, but zero in the pan turns out it's less, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Actually, that's the other, does this count as a tech thing? But one of my other favorite purchases in the last year has been my George Foreman grill. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Eggplant. Eggplant in a George Foreman grill. Really? Really? Really. Just like brush, and I mean brush with a food brush, the tiniest amount of olive oil, black pepper, and the tiniest amount of rosemary. Shove them in there for like five, ten minutes. They come out with those nice black lines from the grill. Taste amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And an entire eggplant, 155 calories, including the oil. Wow. I wish Steve liked eggplant. Oh, the better half hates eggplant. So I have an eggplant. (laughs) Oh, wow. And he has like a salad or something. So (laughs) like today's a Friday, so I've earned my calories. I had onion rings and steak with grilled eggplant and he had a salad. (laughs) He still had the steak and the onion rings, but he had a salad. So anyway, yeah. And the other thing is I've just learned to eat more foods because I read things. Actually, yeah, the MyFitnessPal app has a blog. And I would say that 90% of the posts don't take my interest. But over the year, the 10% that do, they add up. Last week, I discovered for the first time in my life that I adore blueberries. Oh, oh my God. Really? How have I made it through life without discovering the joy of the blueberry? <laughs> they're, they're not a big thing in this country. But there was a blog post saying, it is now blueberry season. This is the time to buy them because they'll taste their best and they'll, because they're, they're naturally ripe now. 
So I went, oh, okay then. I stuck it into my shopping list. Like, mm, okay, well, I'll have some blueberries. Let's see how they taste. They're amazing. There's only one problem with blueberries. They will make your teeth black. I went oh. crazy with them at one point. I was putting them on my, uh, on my oatmeal. It was so good. And within like a week, my teeth were like eight shades darker. Oh, okay. Well, what a, due to a pure accident of the supermarket. So the supermarket had a two, two for the price of one special offer. So I got my blueberries and raspberries for the price of just my blueberries. <laughs> Those two fruits go really well together, by the way, folks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, and I've also learned to eat things like, uh, like not tinned tuna, fresh tuna. I didn't know tuna came in fresh. <laughs> Basically, my diet has massively improved because I'm just learning about all these new things. I learned how to do sweet potatoes for the first time recently as well. Oh, yeah, you called me about that. that. Did you like them? Oh, yes. Yes, I did. Amazing. And they're apparently really high in fiber, too. I I know a woman who's crazy about fitness, and and she she says, I never let more than half of my plate be... um, uh, you know, bad for me. And she puts sweet Mm -hmm. potatoes on the bad side. (laughs) She's great. great. she's wrong. Because when well, I enter potatoes into my fitness pal, yeah, but starch isn't necessarily evil. Although the rule, the rule we have here from from our government thingies is that you divide your plate into quarters, and then you take two quarters of vegetables, one quarter of starch, and one quarter of meat slash fish. Yeah. So basically, a quarter of protein, a quarter of starch, and a half of veg. That's our sort of golden rule here. Anyway, so that I think that sort of sums up the the non tech aspect. So basically, the bottom line is. By knowing how many calories are in everything and by feeling which foods make me feel hungry afterwards and which foods don't, I have naturally, without any forethought or strategy or effort, ended up on a much healthier diet that results in me not feeling hungry, even though I'm eating the right amount of calories. Hmm. And that's purely from measuring. Had I not measured, that would not have happened. I would have been lost in a sea of tabloid newspapers telling me that this wonder food would save my life. <laughs> right. So tech. I expected. So what? I, I had the idea for this blog post and then I reread the post from last summer. And what I expected to find was to hear me saying, well, I used to think this was good, but now I do this. And I used to think this was good. And now I do this. Turns out I'm really good at choosing tech. I haven't changed. I haven't changed my tool set. But I have more experience with the entire tool set now, so we can revisit each part of it. And I think that I also I've extended my tool set. So I have things now I didn't have last summer, but everything I had last summer I still have and I still use. So that's interesting. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that because I get cranky easily. And right. Apparently or I'm bored not cranky or... these things. Yeah. So the star of the show is MyFitnessPal. That that app is amazing. The, you have you can pay them fifty euros a year to take the ads off and get a few extra features. I give it to them gladly. I just renewed it. To trigger for this post. How much did you say it is? It's it's forty nine ninety nine euro. So I don't per know what year. that'll be. It's yeah per year. Wow. So per month, that's less than ten euro. Is how I look at it. Um, and it 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 basically allows you to track more than just calories. So it'll track all the nutrients and it lets you. It gives you a few extra features and it removes the bloody ads. And I, I like that model. I prefer to pay these people because what makes the app work is their database of foods. And that will only continue to exist if they put time and effort into it. And that means people have to give them an incoming revenue stream. Okay. And the other thing I will say about the app is that while big picture wise, it is exactly the same as it was last summer. It counts how many calories you have in based on a series of questions and inputs, 
it calculates how many calories you should consume in a day and it shows you where you are relative to that. So every time you eat something, you enter it in and it subtracts away from how much you have left for the day. And every time you exercise, it adds it on and it adds a bit more. And at the end of the day, you should have a nice, healthy green number that is, you know, plus something. And if, you know, at 10 p.m. it says minus something, maybe go for a walk around the block and then you'll be fine. So that's what it does. And that's still what it does. I remember but a listener been- once said, um, I really like the uh, the Apple Watch because it let me eat a cookie by walking around the block. And I thought, or, yeah, yeah. and I thought, well, no, you let you have a cookie. But I was like, no, no, don't don't argue. If they feel it like enabled. the watch gave it to them, they're OK. But it, it's like you were back to the guilt free cookie. That cookie tastes better. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So while the app still does what it used to do, and while it still does it extremely well, the app hasn't not changed. They have been releasing about weekly updates to that app for the entire year. Wow. And each update by itself is very small. It's a teeny tiny, we fixed a bug here, we tweaked a bit of the UI there. But you know something, when you add them all up, the app has gotten way more efficient. With Hmm. less effort, it knows, it, it basically lets me get the data in there quicker. So and that, that's, what that's you something want. a lot of people have said that like they'll they'll say, here's a you know, here's my my plate of food. How on earth do I figure out what that is? And it'd be out at a restaurant, for example. That's really hard. That the, 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 that's that's the hardest possible thing to do. The more you part of it, yourself, don't eat out is what it really says. Well, no, eating out is a treat. So I still eat out, but I treat it like a treat. So when I eat out, I just say I am estimating this at depending on whether or not I have dessert, either fifteen hundred or two thousand calories. And I just simply do a little bit more exercise for the days before I eat out. So I basically bank a few spare calories, which I record religiously. And then I simply say, well, I have 2000 calories to spare today. Let's go have a pizza. Let's go have a Chinese. Let's whatever junk food takes your fancy. Or if I only have 1500 calories, I'll skip the dessert. But that is a a, a treat, right? It is a treat. I couldn't do it every day. Yeah. So if you if you eat out all the time, I think you're much less likely to be able to achieve these kinds of goals. Very difficult, unless you choose restaurants that have some sort of calorie guide. So one of the things I now know, which I would never have noticed before, but I now know that Subway actually show you how many calories are in the different combinations and permutations of fillings and breads they offer. Yeah. And then you can make an informed decision. Yeah, there may be plus or minus 10% because the individual server is going to give you a little bit more mayonnaise one day than the next. But the thing is, this is not an exercise in accounting. This is an exercise in economics. It's okay that there's error bars in these things because error bars cut both ways. And you're doing this over a year. Not You don't have to be accurate to the calorie every day. You just got to not have a massive drift over time. You just got to not lie to yourself consistently. (laughs) Not lie to yourself consistently. Okay. Right. As long as the error cuts both ways, the error will cancel out. But if you're always rounding up, that that doesn't cancel out. Rounding up rounds up. Uh, Or rounding down, I guess, is what you're more likely to do. Uh, That couldn't possibly be 1,500. I'll count that as 1,000 and then I'll have a giant big slice of pie. That's that's not a good (laughs) idea. So basically, they've kept on adding in little features. So one of the best features is if you now enter in a bunch of food, you can with the like literally just two taps, turn that into a saved meal that you can give a name to. So particularly if you were like the Sheridan household where it's Taco Tuesday or whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever way you have named them. Once you do that meal once, so you put in the effort of saying, okay, so it's one cup of rice and so many cups of this and so many cups of that, and you enter all that in. 
And then at the end of the day, you just click the button and you say, and that's Tuesday meal or Taco Tuesday or whatever you want to call it. Right. And then the next week on Tuesday, you just begin to type T-A-C and there it'll be on the drop down list. Click. You're done. I think um, the app I used and why is it escaping me? Uh I'll come up with it. I'll look it up on my phone. Yeah. But I think it, it did that, too. And that was kind of the thing that helped me a lot in measuring it when I lost weight. Not nearly as much as you did. Uh, but I, I, it really got easier over time. But I, I wondered yeah. whether it's just like it's because I do eat on a schedule that it was easier for me. And we don't eat well, out a lot. Well, you see, I think for everyone, these things will get easier, right? How easy they get is going to sort of depend on your eating habits. So in Ireland now, all of the pre-packed food that you can buy, so pre-packed sandwiches, they all have clearly displayed calorie counts on the front. And the MyFitnessPal, because of its cloud so- or its crowdsourced um, database, you can 90% of the time turn the packet over, scan the barcode and get the right answer. Oh, okay. Okay. So today, for example, uh, I've been on a training course all week, so I've been eating out every lunchtime. And I just go into the supermarket, I pick up a pre-packed sandwich, I turn it over, I scan the barcode, and I get the calories without any effort. So I go, beep! Basically, as much effort as it cost me, as it cost the person at the checkout to take my money is how much effort it cost me to log that sandwich. So I can tell you that a a, a lunchtime triple from Tesco's is uh, 397 calories. Which okay. is a triple sandwich, which is a real bonus because it means instead of being two, it's three. <laughs> still, still for under 400 calories, which is nice. Lose It, the by things... the way, was the name of the app that I had used. Ah, I think yes, it's I not nearly it. as advanced as what you've been using, but uh, but it definitely yeah, did yeah. work too. So the reasons it keeps getting better is A, the crowdsourced database is just getting better and better over time, which is just amazing. So you can get it, you can scan so much more with your barcode now than you used to be able to. Also, everything you enter in manually that you weren't able to get from the barcode, that's now in the crowdsourced database for you and everyone else on the planet. So, A, you will reuse that food, so you're going to find it again, but so will everyone else. And so even stuff from other countries, like uh, Helma brought me some really nice waffles from Holland, and they scanned straight away. No problemo. Stroop waffles. Stroop. Technically, you pronounce the double O as an Stroop waffles. Well, lucky for me, it it was written in a way I couldn't tell how many calories there were in those when I ate three bags of them when she sent them to me. (laughs) I'm still making my way through because I'm having two a day because that comes to 360 calories. the big calories. ones? Yeah. Okay. The big ones are 181 calories each. That sounds about right. I, I must have Delicious. had 26 oh. a day because I definitely I I gained weight after she sent them to me. <laughs> but I well, took it back off. A big cup of coffee and two of those waffles is heaven, heaven after your day, you know, sort of as, a, as, a, as an evening snack. Absolute heaven. Anyway, so the crowdsource database really helps. The fact that you can save meals really helps. But the other thing that really helps is you can enter recipes. And a recipe works like this. You just tell it all the raw ingredients that went into the pot. And then you tell it how many portions you divided that pot into. And it does all of the maths for you and saves it for you as a named recipe. So Bart's spaghetti bolognese, not a problem anymore. I cook it once. I tell it everything that goes into the pot. And I say, and I divide it by two. Problem solved. So you very quickly, because uh, although not everyone has exactly seven meals they cook all the time, we don't have a thousand meals we cook all the time. Right, like you, right. You do build it up pretty quickly. So over time, it becomes more and more correct. And the other thing it gets better and better at doing is it notices what you pair together. So as soon as I enter Pink Lady Apple, it immediately suggests a banana, a kiwi, uh, an orange, and a few other fruits. Now, on any given day, I will always have an apple and I will have some other fruit. But it will have all the right suggestions very close to the top of the list. 
And so when it goes to adding my breakfast, it's just so I start with apple and then I go click, click, click. There's today's breakfast done. If I add a little pot of porridge, it immediately says half a tablespoon of marmalade, half a tablespoon of raspberry jam, because I will put one of those two sweeteners into my porridge. And they're just always so together. It, just, it knows, right? Yeah. It knows you. So every day you use it, it gets that little bit easier. And they keep making the UI better. So the UI is taking away barriers and the app's learning is taking away barriers. So although for the first week or two, it's a bit of a chore, you will be rewarded. Every time you type something in, it is a reward for future you and also for many of your fellow human beings for the crowdsource stuff. So can so, we go get the recipe for uh, Bart's spaghetti bolognese? If I made it, you can actually publish out uh, your meals, not your not your recipes. You can publish out your meals and you can stick a photo on them and turn it into like a thing you do with your friends. I haven't gone that route. OK. Um, and the recipes are private, which is probably not the worst thing. There might be a share button. I haven't looked, actually. I'm, I'm, I'm not that sort of person. <laughs> I have two contacts in my fitness pal, yourself and another Nasilla Castaway, who I will not name. I will not voluntarily name them because they may not want to be named. Right. So basically that app continues to rock more. So I love it to pieces. Absolutely, absolutely love it to pieces. And and Bart is possibly the most critical person I've ever met on on uh, UI and uh, and you and whether it you know breaks down or you know doesn't do the things it's supposed to do. So yeah. Now I do want to explain. I do something slightly unorthodox. So by default, the app ships with four named meals, and they're defaulted to breakfast, lunch dinner and snacks, which is pretty reasonable as a default of meals. But they allow you to specify a fifth and name it whatever you like. And you can rename the other four as well, if you so wish. So I've added a fifth imaginary meal to the day, which I have named banked. So if at the end of the day I have some spare calories, say 100, 200, I won't do it for like 20. But if I have like, say yesterday evening, I had 180 calories left. So I banked myself a Cadbury's cream egg for 170 calories, which is now waiting for me. That is free snacks. <laughs> I, I've earned those. So if it rains and I don't get to do as much exercise as like, they're free snacks. And I try to keep three free snacks. I don't let it build up because that's just, then I'm lying to myself. But I just keep a few free things around the house so that if I get a craving, I have something. And the fact that I know I have something means I almost never eat it. Oh, interesting. Because you, it's it's like... It's like looking at money in the bank almost. Yeah. So I have had a uh, crunchy chocolate bar in the bank for four weeks now. It's in oh. the bank with two other things. So the bank has three things in it, one of which has been there for four weeks. No. But if I didn't have it there, I'd be getting cravings all the time. You mentioned earlier uh, in this process that one of the, the problems was that you couldn't hold over calories. You couldn't save up mm. calories in the app. Have they changed that so that you can now? Well, you can't, there's no explicit functionality. I do it using the app, but it's not explicit functionality. So I will add into the bank quick entry and I will just type in 500 calories enter and then I will write down on a post-it note plus 500 calories Monday. Okay, so you you still have to do your post-it note ca- uh, process. Still do my post-it note. But they are in the meal banked. So at least when I now look at my list of what have I eaten. So if I want to use it as a food diary, I at least have some sort of understanding that what I actually ate was this for breakfast, this for lunch, this for dinner, and I put 500 calories aside for Friday. So at least there, there's still accountability there. Okay. But it would be really nice if the app actually implemented Bart's Bank. Uh, but it doesn't implement Bart's Bank. And I have a quibble, and it would be wrong of me not to share my one quibble, 
The app has the weirdest notion of step counting I have ever come across to the point that I have simply turned it off. Oh, really? Uh, so the app will t- accept your step count from all of your various apps. So basically, you'll, you can let it into Apple Health or you can let it into uh, some other apps and it will go and get your step count and it will give you credit for those steps. But if you do any workout whatsoever, it will not give you any credit towards the workout unless the workout, until the point where the workout exceeds the amount of calories you got for steps. In other words, the steps are subtracted from your workouts. Now, can you explain to me how cycling for half an hour undoes my walking? (laughs) Really? Really. So you would see, ah, I have 100 calories left. You go out for a cycle and come back and still have 100 calories left if it was a short cycle. Hmm. And I made me so cranky, I simply said, fine, don't count my steps, you silly app. So (laughs) my approach has been, so the app, 90% of what the app asks you when it's working out your calorie target is really factual. It's like quantitative data. What gender are you? Which Okay, that can be slightly more con- controversial than, it, than but you get the idea. It's, for most people, that's an easy question to answer. How tall are you? How much do you weigh? How much would you like to weigh? How quickly would you like to have your weight change? In other words, do you want to lose one pound a week, four pounds a week? Basically, what rate do you want to lose at? And then it will do the mathematics. But then it asks you a question that I do not know how to answer. How active are you? Hmm. Not very, a little bit. Somewhat or very. <laughs> That's how you lie to yourself, folks. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I Don't have... even start with that. Well, are they trying to figure out what your your baseline burn yeah. rate already is? Yeah, that's what they're trying to figure out. And I have decided on my approach for this is quite simple, being somewhat scientific. My approach has been I intentionally lie to the app. I say I am a completely sedentary slob. Mm. And then I religiously track every single thing I do on the Apple Watch, which I have paired to my fitness pal. Oh, that, so I, that's interesting because you and I have argued about this where you uh, you start tracking calories if you get up and do laundry. Yes. That's because you set the baseline to something of basically zero. I set the baseline to I do nothing. I lie in bed all day. And then I track everything else. Now, I know okay. that the calorie tracking on the watch, particularly when you type other, is not completely accurate. But the thing is, it's not an accounting exercise. So it's OK that it's not completely accurate because there are days when it really doesn't give you enough credit. Like when I go out and cut the grass and I come in bucketing and sweat and it says that was 70 calories, I go, <laughs> really? And then I spend an hour doing the laundry, which is a long, longer time. But come on, it's laundry's easier than mowing the lawn. Right. And it says, you've done 100 calories. And I go, hmm. Yeah, but I'd say between the two, I'm okay. Okay. And it has worked for me. So basically, it's giving me a better result than me guessing. Do I count my activity as very? Somewhat. I mean, I sit on a chair in an IT department, but I do use the stairs instead of the lift. I, you know, I, I can't deal with these vague words. So my right. answer is lie to the app and then just track everything. Track everything. Which is why you see a lot of other workouts from me. Right, right. By the way, I have noticed that other gets more calories than anything. Lindsay and Steve have, have uh, both confirmed that. So when he, Steve is low on calories, he sets it to other. <laughs> That's called lying to yourself. I, do, I, I don't do that. Yeah, unfortunately, he's thin and fit. So, you know, screw him. And my, but, basic rule, my basic rule is if it isn't something that's actually tiring, it doesn't get tracked. So on Saturdays, I clean the house from top to bottom. That means I dust and hoover every single room in the house. That is a workout. 
They may not be a named workout for the Neapola, but I do not feel even the slightest bit like I'm cutting myself that I consider that a workout. Yeah, and that yeah, comes out true. at 200 calories an hour, an hour. So it's if it is lying to me, it's not lying to me by that much because it's definitely more than zero calories. So it can't be lying by more than 200 in a week. And and I think what's important is that what you're measuring really is against yourself. So True. you and I just, doing the same exercise will burn different numbers of calories. So it's all like I've set a goal and I know if I don't mm. burn 700 calories a day, I will gain weight, 700 mm. active calories. If I change the way I measured it so that it showed 900, that wouldn't change how much exercise I got. So I'm measuring against right. my baseline method, which is when I'm actually doing something I consider exercise. Yeah. Uh, or like when I dug up my backyard, that was a conscious decision to do it by hand instead of hiring somebody to do it. I got to count right. that. That was awesome. Absolutely. A lot of calories then. And well earned. You know, I, I did want to break in with a with a comment about measuring this sort of thing. Um, Kelly Guimont and a woman named Janie Clayton were were with Oliver Breidenbach and, Breidenbach and mm-hmm. on uh, MacBreak Weekly with Andy Anako because Leo's down in the Galapagos of Machu Picchu, actually. And, really? Where yeah, you got that idea? Just coincidentally. Well, they happen to already be doing it, but we've chatted a bit about how much fun he was going to have and to watch his backpack. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, uh, Andy said, you know, I'm going to defer to the two women here because they're more fit than Oliver and me, which I thought was funny because like, he said that for Oliver, but Oliver's just like, yeah, okay. Uh, and <laughs> to talk about the fitness aspects of the Apple Watch in, the, in uh, Watch OS 4. And it was so funny, the two reactions of the women, because Janie said, well, I work from home and I got an Apple Watch and I started out with a goal of 350 calories, but I wasn't getting that many calories. So I lowered it to 250 and then I lowered it to 150 and then I stopped tracking it because obviously this thing is just made for people who live in New York and walk all the time. No, it's made to make you walk too. It is made, yeah. People who walk all the time in New York don't need this, right? It is exactly for you. And Kelly, without, she wasn't snotty. She wasn't argumentative. She didn't say, well, I disagree with you. She simply said, yeah, you know, I work from home and I got an elliptical in my house because I realized I wasn't getting any calories burned, (laughs) you know, and and she did all this work. So I, I, I just couldn't help but think that Janie was just completely missing the point. Yeah, it's not there to tell you that you're doing everything fine. That's not its role in life. Its role in life is not to confirm your current activities are fine. Right, right, right. It's, uh, yeah, it's it was funny. just to measure. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, that's everything I want to say about my fitness file, which is the biggest, like, that is the most important thing. So I want to spend a lot of time talking about that. Its counterpart is obviously the Apple Watch. And I don't think, given our audience, we need to spend a lot of time talking about the Apple Watch. I will say I upgraded from a Series 0 to a Series 2. My reasons are twofold. A, I can get it wet without worrying about it because it's officially waterproof. Remember, I live in Ireland and I'm not made of sugar. <laughs> this, isn't about going to, this isn't about swimming then. No. Well, I felt like I was swimming yesterday. My shoes still aren't dry. Um, but yeah, so it's about being able to get rained on without having to worry about it. Um and also it has built-in GPS, which means that if there's some sort of Bluetooth interference and the watch and the phone stop talking, it doesn't stop tracking how fast you're going or how far you're going. It used to drive me nuts when I'd come home and I'd look at the map for my cycle or whatever. And I was like, that, that doesn't feel like it was only 400 calories. And I look at the map and it's like a massive chunk missing in the middle because it just oh. forgot its connection to the iPhone. Oh, and gives you no credit. Interesting. 
Yeah. So that doesn't happen with the Series 2 because it has its own built-in GPS much better. Oh, so, uh, but even if you have the um the the phone with you, it would it would yeah. lose that? I have discovered and I've discovered this through headphones. There are automobiles that are permanently in discover mode with very powerful Bluetooth radars. And when they drive by you, they just disrupt everything. Your watch stops talking to your phone for a minute, your headphones disconnect for a minute and then reconnect. And when you're out in a country road and you only meet a car every 10 minutes, it's really bloody obvious what's triggering it. So a car drives by and then your headphones go out and your watch goes out. It's like, okay, that guy is just spewing Bluetooth. Huh. And so it, obviously that's been happening for ages. And until I had Bluetooth headphones, it would I wouldn't notice it happening, but the watch would be affected. Huh. So now I know when it happens. And it happens to me about four times a week. Wow. So I'm out on the bike and, uh, you know, like hundreds of cars drive by me and it's fine. And then one guy, usually in an expensive German car, like an Audi or a Mercedes or a BMW, will drive by. And next thing I'll hear, podcast stop. I hear the unpair sound from my Bluetooth headphones. Wait, count to 10. And then I'll hear connected in that voice that the uh, oh. the, the lady always uses in my head in my headphones then my aftershocks hmm. she'll say connected and then the podcast will pick up again when i just hit the play button on the other on the earpiece oh yikes so it, obviously some cars just spew interference and that used to really knock out my calorie counting and that would make me cranky so the fact that the new watch is completely independent is just a nice bonus but the waterproof is a big thing and the other thing i will say is that those holes in the nike sports band they're not just cool looking, which they are. <laughs> they're also so much more comfortable. And now that there's no price premium for getting the Nike version versus the regular version, I would highly recommend going for the Nike version. It's just it's nicer to wear when you're exercising. Hmm. I still use Map My Ride, but I'll be honest, I am completely apathetic about it. It's made by the same company as my fitness pal, and it gets the same constant tweaks. However, Every tweak has made me happier with my fitness pal, and it seems like every tweak has made me a bit crankier with my, my ride. All the things I want to do have become further away, more clicks, harder to find. And the things they're surfacing are things I don't give a flying fiddlers about. They're <laughs> things I just don't care about. Like they're insisting I set targets and that the target is front and center. And if I want to see my actual workout history, I got to go through my target dashboard and then get to my, I don't care. You used to have a button for recording and a button for seeing what I've done. That was all I wanted. It, 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 yeah, basically it's it works and I'm still using it just about. But I'll be honest, if you hear me reviewing Strava in a few weeks time, you'll know why. <laughs> you know, I never liked it. I, I, I found myself constantly mm. irritated by that app. I, I found it unpleasant and, and annoying and just everything about the way it would it would do it was just irritated the crap out of me. Excuse well, it's getting to that stage for me slowly. Because they're just, it's, it's moving slowly and glacially in the wrong direction. It is going to reach a tipping point, probably soon. <laughs> and I'm just going to throw it away out of crankiness. Yeah. So right now I'm still using it, but I'll be honest, I don't think for long. I also review, uh, we also talked in detail about four weather apps last time. My yeah. opinion of those apps has not changed. Okay. So I'm going to save us a bit of time since we're running long and just say see previous notes. Weather HD Pro is amazing for big picture stuff. Dark Sky is great for sort of medium term planning. Rain Today is amazing for like ultra short term. What am I doing this hour? And Meteo Earth is the most amazing way to visualize wind I have ever seen. It is such a cool app. So oh. I still love all four of those. So new things I bought since last time we talked about this. So. 
it's all about measurement, right? You got to measure the outcome and you got to measure the inputs. And together that gives you the full picture. So my measurement of the outcome was a very cheap store-bought weighing scales. And I would manually type the numbers into Apple's health app. Thing is, if you do that, what you will very quickly notice is that the weight of a human body, when you only look at it as the total weight of the human body, it's noisy data. If you didn't actually change the amount of fat in your body and you measured yourself every hour, let alone every day, the graph would wiggle all over the place. It's noisy data. So what's the noise? The noise is your bloody water content. Okay. So what you really want to measure is not, well, you do want your total weight because as soon as you zoom out, the noise obviously cancels itself out. And so the big picture trend is really useful. But what you really want to see what's actually going on is to see how much of your body is bone, muscle, fat, and water. Because they're basically what you're made of. Your ugly bags are mostly water, apparently, according to Star Trek. <laughs> right. And what's of interest, like your bone mass shouldn't change, but it might change over years. So actually, it's no bad thing to have a baseline. I have, there are 2.7 kilograms worth of bones in my body. And it has been exactly 2.7 since I started using the scales just after Black Friday, which is when I bought them. Uh, so I should say I bought the Withings Body Composition Wi-Fi Scale. So this thing, you have to stand on it au naturel. So it's a weekend <laughs> ritual. Saturday I take, morning. I take my contacts out when I weigh myself part. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay. But it basically, and you have to position your feet correctly because it sends basically a, a mild electric signal up one foot and down the other, which is how it does the figuring out what percentage of your body is what thing. So basically it weighs you and then it figures out through electricity how much of that weight is being contributed by bone, muscle, uh, water, and fat. And so what you actually want to see is those basically three graphs change. So what you'll notice is the noise is coming from the water content. And over time, your fat mass and your muscle mass will move actually quite slowly. Oh, so you so, get to graph both or all three? You get to graph all of it, yeah. So oh. you get to graph total, 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 body, total weight and the individual components. And so... If you're seeing only the noisy data, it takes you three or four weeks to notice a bad trend. Maybe you have been assuming that it's okay to count doing the dishes as an other workout, but actually you're lying to yourself. Hmm. Well, you can't see that if the data is noisy. It will eventually come out because a long-term graph will kick up. But it'll take you a few weeks to see the long-term graph kick up because it's noisy data. But if you can separate the water out and look only at the fat mass and the muscle mass, then you can immediately see, uh oh, I was 11% body fat last week, and now I'm 12% body fat, and then 13% next week. Well, I'm clearly doing something wrong. Time for course correction. You can make it much more quickly if you can see the breakdown. And the other thing is it allows you not to panic. So an inevitable <laughs> result of the fact that I am now exercising so much more than I used to is that while my total weight has not changed very much in the last three months, my fat mass has gone down significantly and my muscle mass has gone up significantly. Now, in my case, the two have managed to average out, so I still weigh the same. But a lot of people, if you were to be a gym rat rather than just a cyclist, they would actually gain total weight while losing fat. Right. Now, imagine how disheartening that would be <laughs> if you didn't know what was going on. If you thought that you were putting on weight, as in eating wrong, as opposed to succeeding in building muscle. Well, God, you'd be so disheartened and you'd be doing exactly the right things. Yeah, yeah. Well, they do say yeah, muscle I, weighs more than fat, so I, I always say I'm getting extra muscular when that happens. Yeah, so 
I thought I I it was listening to was it Klaus or or Bastian? Which is which of the uh, Klaus? Klaus. Actually, they've both they've both lost a lot of weight. Yeah, I know, and that they're both they're both people the people I know through the Nocillacast. So I, I I'm sorry, guys, I do confuse you sometimes. That's okay. But he so was do talking I. about building up muscle through his cool exercises, and I suddenly realized that oh my god, as I begin to do more cycling. I'm soon going to start reaching that point where I'm building muscle and I'm going to think I'm putting on weight. Mm. And that's why I bought the Withing Scale. And now I can relax. I now know that, yes, I am putting on muscle at the moment. And yes, I'm still losing fat, even though my weight has been constant for the last three months, which is fine by me. Perfectly happy with that. Sure. But I know because I can see into the data. So that's why I adore the scale. Uh, it's also Wi-Fi based rather than Bluetooth based, which is really interesting because it means that the moment you weigh yourself and the moment you turn on the app to get the results into sucked in can be like hours apart. So basically the scale sends the stuff up to the Withings cloud and then at some stage during the day you open the Withings app and it comes down to you and then the Withings app pushes it into Apple Health. Okay. And then Apple Health distributes among all your other apps that you have explicitly granted access to it so my fitness pal knows how much i weigh from the withing scale without me doing any action other than opening the withings app to see the results so basically i step on the scale then i get dressed and i have breakfast and then i open up the app and then all the data is there for me i can see how i'm doing and the moment i've opened that app it's pushed it to health so the next time i go into my fitness pal it now knows my new weight as well because it's pulled it out of health and everything just flows with no typing and minimal effort that's pretty cool yeah, so I was really happy with that. Now, the Withings app, when I first got the scale, made me cranky. I'll be honest, the Withings app was not pleasant. However, they haven't tweaked it. They rewrote it from scratch. And their second try is an awful lot better than the previous try. This, which, which one was this? This was the, the Withings Withing. people? Yeah, the Withings people. Like they, completely, they did a root and branch rewrite. They didn't tweak what they had to make it better because it was a lost cause. They just rewrote the app. Like oh, okay. It's UI completely but it's really nice now. And the other thing that's gotten better about it is it's, I have another device from Withings I'll talk about in a moment, and it's Bluetooth rather than Wi-Fi, which means you actually have to pair, you actually have to have the two communicate in real time, the app and the physical device to get a measurement. And initially that was 80% reliable. It has not failed to do its thing in the last three or four months. Basically, since they did a root and branch rewrite of the app, and one of the one of the features they bragged about in one of the release notes was better Bluetooth reliability. Yeah, <laughs> you guys nailed it. Yes, uh, I'm going to jinx it now. But basically, every time I push the button on the device, my phone pops up a notification saying the Withings app would like to connect to your device, and you just go, "Okay." The app fires up, the screen comes up, and away you go. It just works utterly reliably now, and it didn't used to. And the other thing is the Withings app was designed by people with the exact inverse. The old one was designed by people with the exact inverse sense of aesthetics to me. I thought it was the most dog ugly thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and it was clunky to get around. So it made me extremely cranky. But the new one makes me much, much, much less cranky. The graphs are pretty. They show most of what I want. I have one quibble left, and I have shared that quibble with their customer support team. Uh, the app can show you your body mass in terms of percentages. And it can show you your body mass in terms of kilograms or pounds or an explicit number. But you can't toggle between them without leaving the graph, going to the settings app, changing your preference, and then going back to the graph. Oh, come on. Precisely. I said to them, I really need to have to toggle that while I'm looking at the graph. And the, 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 the support agent basically came back with, yes, I see your point. I am passing it on to our engineering team. 
Thank you very much. I like those kind of answers, even if they don't do it right away. Yeah, I mean, as long as it's been given to the right people, you know, they, you know, they, they may have like crashing bugs or something to fix first, and that's fine by me. So anyway, the, the Withings Wi-Fi scale is good. And then the other Withings device I bought is their blood pressure monitor, which is Bluetooth. Oh. And that was actually the original reason I needed to, to get my weight under control. My blood pressure wasn't catastrophic, but my doctor was like, yes, you are now healthy. If you continue to live like this for another 10 years, that will not be true anymore. You need to change now so that you're not coming back to me in 10 years with a real problem I have to medicate you for for the rest of your life. It's like, mm, okay, I see your point. So I bought the blood pressure monitor and I'll be honest, it gathered dust for a year. Oh, because interesting. I suffer badly from white coat syndrome and the <laughs> thing kept on giving me answers I did not like. <laughs> and I got stressed about it and then the answers got worse. And then I got more stressed about it and the answers got even worse. And then I put it away for a year. Oh, and I figured, okay, right now I'm losing weight. I know I'm losing weight because I'm measuring it and I'm losing weight. I am going to not look at my blood pressure until the 1st of January 2017. Oh, interesting. And so I, on New Year's Day, with great trepidation, I broke it mm-hmm. out, took a measurement. And I didn't know, but the readings actually are color coded. They were always a dark shade of orange for me, which was actually not the app's aesthetic. That was the app saying, your blood pressure is too high. Now they go with this very pleasant shade of green. Oh, nice. Because all my measurements are normal and they have been normal consistently every single week. So basically Saturday mornings, jump on the scale, do my blood pressure. That, that's my morning routine on Saturdays. And so I have a graph of both of those measurements and they're all, the, the, the blood pressure has been green every single week since the 1st of January. So losing the weight has worked. And, and, that, and that's the, the bottom line, right? It's not because you wanted to look sexy. Right. Sure, sure. But it was I would like to live a long time. Yeah, and I would like to do so with a good quality of life. Yeah. So one of the 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 main things I think what you're talking about here is is not necessarily that somebody has to get an Apple Watch or somebody needs a withing scale or somebody has to use my fitness pal. It's that you've got to measure. Bingo. That's it. Exactly. That's the theme that comes back up again every time, right? Measure, 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 measure. And don't lie to yourself, right? When you make the measurement, don't fudge it. The measurement is the measurement. Now, in the case of blood pressure, by all means, take three and average. You know, you will see the average of them. The app will graph all three points and you'll see sort of what's going on. But don't delete all the bad ones and keep the best one and then tell yourself you're doing great. (laughs) It's not true. But also don't panic when you see, you know, when you lose some ground, you know, don't right. try yeah, not to blood, be discouraged. Right. Blood pressure in particular varies wildly. So that really is an estimate. And so don't panic if one week it's up 10% from last week or even 20% from last week. It could be down 30% next week. It, it, blood pressure is particularly wibbly wobbly. So when, when you were teaching us how to go in and, and start using a, a password manager, you talked about protecting the crown jewels first. And so, and I've, I've started to use that when I try to explain to people how to do it. And I tell them, I said, you know, don't sit down and say, I am going to change all of my passwords today because you're going to get right. six of them done. You're going to get bored. You're going to leave. Or yes. I'm going to wax my car and then I'm going to wash my car, wax my car, tire black and vacuum and do the windows. <laughs> you're never doing that again. 
But right. in the same vein, taking this and saying, okay, uh, let, let's start with the crown jewels. You know, what are the, what are the big hitters that I'm doing wrong that I can start to affect? Don't try to do, and don't try to say, I'm going to exercise like Bart and Allison every single day. Nope. Work well, your way yeah, up to it. I would it. say do it every day, but make it 15, 20 minutes. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's probably good advice. And, and looking for an exercise that you will do. You know, if yes. you find jogging mind-numbingly dull and you want to shoot yourself when you do it, that's not the right exercise for you. Yes. You know, yes. get a get a bike, get a stationary bike, get a real bike, get, you know, jog inside, jog outside, walk, you know, do jumping I, jacks. I came across two guys on a stand-up surfboard on the Royal Canal the other day. Ah. The choices are really quite varied. <laughs> Uh, I do actually want to say one more thing about the blood pressure monitor before you wrap up. Sure. Most of them feel like they're physically assaulting you because they squeeze the absolute oh, living... Oh, don't they? I hate them. I hate, hate, hate. I had to wear a 24-hour one which checked your blood pressure every half hour for 24 hours. I had a bruise like you wouldn't believe. Anyway, the Withings one is not magic. It still measures your blood pressure by constricting blood flow in your arm and measuring how much your body pushes back, right? That's how you measure blood pressure. But they have sensors in it, and so they push exactly as hard as you need to to get a measurement and not one pascal of pressure more. It Why can't hurt. they all do that, Bart? I absolutely hate doing yes. that. I, I actually had to have a lie detector test taken for reasons I won't go into. And I, I couldn't pass it at first because it was the blood pressure cuff was so tight that I was just like, my hand would start to shake. And they're like, what's the matter with you? And I said, well, I've got really low blood pressure. My arm. Yeah. Yeah. They're absolutely horrible. Some of the other ones. And the Withings one is really nice and it, it inflates very gently and you can feel, you can, you know, there's a microprocessor in there measuring stuff because you can feel it at just what it does. And then it starts to release it in the controlled way like it's supposed to. And it, it's the most or the least offensive one I've ever come across. The, the, the most pleasant. Pleasant is the wrong word, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Not not pleasant, but. Yeah. Tolerable. <laughs> and the industrial design is extremely Apple. Brushed aluminium and white. It's it's a everything is basically it's a cuff with a cylinder attached to it. And that cylinder contains the batteries, the brains, the motor, and the one button the device has, which is the take my blood pressure now button. And so basically you put the cuff around your arm so the little metal bar is along your bicep. The button is pointed up at you. You push the button, the phone pops up, you click go. It goes, and it's done. It's a little bit longer than that, but you get the idea. It's beautiful. Just look at it on the website. It is a gorgeous device and it's really well engineered. So and you I've still do it even though um, even yeah. though your blood pressure is not a problem, it's fun to keep measuring it? Well, now that I have a really nice trend, the other thing I'm noticing is that as I get fitter, my resting heart rate is uh, a lot lower. So right now when I'm doing light exercise, my heart rate is what used to be my resting. So when I'm doing the housework, which is significant exercise because I do break out of sweat, I am now at a heart rate of about 89, 90. That was my resting. Oh, wow. My resting is now 62. Nice. Mine still Again, is still pretty high. Right. I think it's like 76. Yeah, but it goes up with age, doesn't it? No, it oh. goes down with age. I don't no, know. It goes down with age. Anyway, <laughs> that's still in the healthy range, though. That'll still come out green. Oh, good, good. 
So that's okay. <laughs> but again, look, I'm a data nerd, right? So now that I have sources of data, I'm not going to stop using it. Hey, it's once a week. It takes 30 seconds at most. And it's probably Why fun to I? look at and go, yay! And the other thing is, it seems to be using some sort of voodoo because there are four AA batteries in this thing. I have not replaced them and I have used it once a week, every week to pump and etc. And it's still at 55% battery. Wow. So that's magic of some sort. But anyway, I adore the, the two Withings devices are really well built and they use the same app. They integrate with Apple Health. I'm happy with that. So in my show notes, I just end with two pieces of advice. You have to measure stuff, otherwise you can't take control. And instantaneous dramatic changes will not work. Think in New Year's resolution. So you make continuous small changes to your daily routine to relentlessly slew things in the right direction. Be the tortoise, not the hare. <laughs> and for, basically that's what... That's my conclusion from these things. I could be completely wrong, but I have a data point of exactly one person. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think in particular that that is a that is a valid uh, a valid view. That's definitely. Yes. Uh, I think it counts. It worked for one person, right? Whether it works for everyone, I have no idea. Whether it works for two people, I hope so. I hope it works for more than two. But anyway, well, that's well, it's inspirational art, and 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 I like the tech angle because, uh, like you say, if we're if we're data nerds and we like uh, like gadgets, you've given us a list of gadgets that are fun to play with. I've got to think about that scale. Got to think about whether I want to know that answer. <laughs> I found it re- I found it more reassuring than anything else. I, I basically found that it makes me not. Wor- I used to worry by the noise on the weight because it is noisy. Or you know what I know. We all know it's noisy. By you're like plus or minus a kilogram which is an insane amount of wobble. The noise is so much less when you get the breakdown. Interesting. And it's less worrying. So I, 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 it gives me peace of mind. There's also another version they do which combines everything MyScale does and it keeps an eye on your cardio health by having some more sensors in it. And so it can make an estimate of blood pressure and it can check your heart, ryth- your heart rhythms and stuff like that. So for a lot of people, if you know, their issue, the reason they're interested in their weight is because of something to do with their heart. The cardio scale, it's an extra $50 or so, but it has more sensors in there. So we'll do everything my scale does and keep your heart health tracked. Well, through very, your feet. Very cool, Bart. I hope, I, think, I hope this is an inspiration to people and, uh, and fun, fun to know that you're not only succeeding, but maintaining uh, a healthy. Uh, yeah. I, and I feel better. I don't feel, I don't feel like I'm under siege and that I could give up any moment. I yeah, you don't sound bad. deprived at all. I'm not. That's the weird thing. <laughs> I like it when people t- taste, uh, like taste blueberries for the first time and go, "Wow, these taste like candy." No, amazing. <laughs> so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Bart. Well, this has been fun. And thank you for the extra week on our homework. Uh, I talked to Dorothy this morning and she's been working like 11 hours on it and she's stuck. Uh, she's gotten quite a ways say, through I owe, it, but... I owe Dorothy an email. Dorothy, if you're listening to this, I haven't forgotten. I've just been learning how to deploy Windows 10 in the enterprise for a week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah. All right, Bart. I really appreciate you coming on and uh, giving us the update. This is This is awesome news. Love to hear it. Especially all the part about me being right. (laughs) I thought you'd enjoy that. I get that out of the way quickly. Anyway, until next time, I guess I'll say stay happy and stay healthy.
I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Chit Chat Across the Pond. We are now supported by Patreon. So if you go over to podfeet.com slash Patreon, you can pledge your support to the show in weekly installments. If you don't have money to spare, I understand that. And it would be great if you used our Amazon affiliate links when you buy things on Amazon anyway, and a little bit of money goes to help the show. I love feedback, so please send me email at allison at podfeed.com. And you can join in our Facebook group over at podfeed.com slash Facebook and our community at podfeed.com slash Google+. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed.